0: Hey, I'm Kelsey, nutritionist turned visionary online entrepreneur. I'm a coach, content creator, ghostwriter, and forward-thinking business owner. My career path has been anything but ordinary, and I've navigated my fair share of drastic industry and job changes. On this weekly show, I share about my personal journey through career highs and lows, and I interview fellow entrepreneurs who share their unique paths as well all in hopes of inspiring you to start walking out your most visionary life. You can expect interviews and conversations about living an inspired life, becoming an entrepreneur, and running a thriving business. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. Two hours north of Toronto lies a beautiful community of creatives, heart-led business owners and above all a group of visionaries who are creating their best life one day at a time. The way they live and lead their lives is extraordinarily inspiring. You feel the energy of the county the moment you set foot there. Everyone from your coffee shop barista to your brewery owner has a cozy, welcoming vibe written all over them. They are so happy you're here, supporting their business that they've worked hard to bring to life. They are laid back yet hardworking. They are family-oriented yet business savvy. They are confident in their craft and in the towns that they have settled in. In this county, you can feel a different energy, one of peace, calmness, and contentment. I'm talking about Prince Edward County in Ontario, Canada. If you've never heard of it, might I suggest you check it out? If you've been, you know exactly the energy I'm speaking to. This is a four part series of Visionary Life where I interview the most visionary business owners in the county. We will be sitting down with a plant studio, an apothecary, a fresh cafe, and a brewery. Each business owner has a unique story as to why they settled in the county and decided to create a life there. And I can't wait to shine a spotlight on them in this series. I have no doubt they'll inspire you to vacation in the county, launch your own business, or live out your destiny, even if it means facing change and adversity. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show friends! This week we are chatting with Sonia Shabo from The Vic Cafe in Prince Edward County. This is part three of our four-part Spotlight on the County series. The Vic is a quaint, cozy, and insanely delicious fresh cafe and coffee shop located in Picton, Ontario. Within the four walls of this cafe, Sonia and her husband, Rick, have managed to create a space where customer service is unparalleled, where menu items are thoughtfully created with your best health in mind, and where the coffee is held to the most rigorous of standards, making it the best cup you'll have during your stay there. The excellence that Sonia and Rick have withheld their customer experience to can be felt from the moment you walk in the cafe you're a value, valued customer and the team at the Vic will do whatever it takes to ensure that you walk out of their cafe feeling happier than when you walked in. Rick and Sonia didn't always have the coffee shop owner dream though. Almost by fluke, they purchased the former eatery and brought a vision for a community space to life. We dive into the entire journey throughout the podcast with Sonia. What I loved about this conversation is that we get down to business almost right away, and we chatted about all things entrepreneurship and what it's like to open a cafe in a small town. We recorded this episode early one morning in Sonia's office right above the cafe, and we got to sip on their incredible coffee as we did so. Sonia and I have a very similar assertive personalities, driven spirits, and a need for continual improvement, and I know many of our listeners of the Visionary Life podcast have the same characteristics, so I really think you're going to enjoy this episode with Sonia. In the episode, we chat about what a typical work week of a coffee shop owner looks like and how the Vic chooses to creatively give back to their community. We also chat about implementing systems that can simplify your business, what it's like being in business with your significant other, how to shut off work mode and just be present as an entrepreneur, staying on top of trends in your industry, and so much more. So let's dive into this week's episode with Sonia from The Vic Café. Sonia, welcome to the Visionary Life podcast. I'm really excited to be able to sit down with you over a cup of coffee from the cafe today and learn all about your business and living in Prince Edward County and all things the Vic Cafe. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So let's start with some rapid fire just to kind of get into the flow of the show. So is there a book that's impacted your life? Uh... I love to read.
1: So my answer is going to be, you know, there's a hundred. (laughs) Okay. But the first one that comes to mind, uh, is probably the, uh, the seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah. Is that a John Maxwell? No. Um, Stephen Covey. Okay. And then his next one afterwards is called, I think it's called the eighth habit. Yeah. That one's really mind opening. Um, I've always really liked
0: those. So do you tend to read more business and entrepreneurial and leadership books? (laughs) That's so funny. That's me too. Um, (laughs) my friends always talk about like their book clubs and the novels that they're reading. And I guiltily haven't read a novel or a story in so long because my book of like, or my list of personal development books is so big. (laughs) Yeah. I, I forced myself this spring to read a novel Good for you. I think I'm going to actually add that to my summer bucket list because it's important, right? I need to get my story mind going again. So very cool. I'll link that one in the show notes. Um, What's the best food you've eaten in the past month? Uh,
1: I just recently went and visited my sister in Portland, Oregon. Nice. And we went to this place. It's called Ray. I think it's actually called Ray of Hope. Uh, That is the chef uh, does all Israeli food so Ooh. like hummus platters and tabbouleh and- the ho- everything we ate was delicious. We whipped our plates clean, and we felt so good afterwards. Like it wasn't Like heavy. not heavy. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you don't usually feel like that after a restaurant.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, it was delicious. It sounds so good. Would you yeah. ever think about infusing elements of that into the food I, you know, serve I'd here? love to
1: do like a gorgeous hummus platter. Yeah, yeah for sure. Very
0: cool. And I've also, I've never been to Portland, but I'm a oh, foodie goodness. as well, so it's kind of like a bucket list trip oh, to get yes. there. Um, what's your favorite way to wind down on a Friday
1: night? I'm a little bit of a sicko. If my whole family is busy doing things, I'll probably just get my laptop out.
0: Yep. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to sense that you love your work and love working. And <laughs> that's awesome. I'm totally the same. Um, and what's one thing you do every single day that's non-negotiable? Right now, it's 2.30, clock out, be with my kids, make dinner. Mm, kind of just be present and away yep. from work. Yeah. Awesome. So let's get into all things your life before this beautiful cafe opened up. So tell us, did you grow up in Prince Edward County? No, no, I've actually only lived in Prince Edward County
1: for about four years. Okay. Uh, previously, my family was living abroad in South Africa. Mm-hmm. We lived there for about four years. Um, my husband's work took us there and we did some missionary work there as well. And then uh, my, all my three kids were born uh and raised for the most part in um Detroit we lived in Detroit
0: for probably 15 years awesome and so what sparked the move up here to the county after
1: we were done with living in South Africa we kind of realized we could live anywhere in the world and so we narrowed it down to a place where our family is i have a lot of extended family here um and we really wanted a small town to live in Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and so living in Detroit obviously that's more of a big city feel Prince Edward County a little bit smaller like you said um do you ever miss that kind of big city life or were you ever hesitant to kind of yeah I
1: definitely was I was terrified that I would miss like the big box stores and the you know the accessible groceries and I can't tell you like right now I don't even want to drive half an hour to Belleville to get to a big store yeah. I don't miss any of that
0: yeah it's so funny how we can really just adopt a new life like you might be fearful or hesitant at first but sometimes it's maybe just what you needed yeah. and what you don't have in the moment you likely won't even miss and it's totally okay yeah I agree. Um, so then obviously you uprooted kind of moved here how did you go about like Finding your first job here. Did you know you were going to open a business right away? What was Uh, that first few months like?
1: Yeah, that was actually... uh, Really, it was awkward. Um, My husband had a job, like a 9-to-5 full-time job. Was it remote? Uh, No, it was in Picton. Okay. And um, it had a lot of stability, but I knew that I had to work. We were at the point in my life where my kids were a little bit older. Um, And so I just kept on creating businesses. Probably the first six months that we lived here, I just kept on like putting myself out there, uh, trying out things. So I actually mm-hmm. went and like really started rolling with a marketing company, uh, like a small town marketing, like just to help people do branding and logos and design. Uh, and uh, also an event planning company, mm-hmm. uh, which I did partner with a friend and ended up, I still to, the, to this day, do events with her as well. Um,
0: yeah. And so you were kind of just dabbling in different things and is that your background, marketing and events? Or? Uh, just by by um, experience, yeah. Okay, yeah. Very cool. And so how did the idea for the cafe eventually land in your lap? Yeah, it, I think
1: it did just land in our lap. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was one of those things that we, we were on the Look out for real estate yeah. um, and we were looking at like little houses to buy to maybe just like rent mm-hmm. uh, and something came on the market that was this cafe or the space at this cafe um, and as soon as we saw that we were like oh well that's the same thing as buying a house and renting it out Let's just do that. Yeah, <laughs> except there's a massive business involved
0: <laughs> in the hospitality industry. Well, it insane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do you feel like you kind of dove into it without overthinking it, or were you and your husband, Rick, very, um, like, you did a lot of planning and thinking and strategic thinking yeah. before buying it? No,
1: no. The deal was sealed, like you know in 24
0: hours wow so it <laughs> happens fast <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's when you don't second guess yourself that the best things yeah. come from no, it that's right
1: it just seemed so right and it seemed like an opportunity we just couldn't uh, we had to just take mm-hmm. it um we 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 know that Prince Edward County is going to be great and we knew we wanted just like a little piece of that pie to mm-hmm. have a life and build a business so very cool
0: yeah. So you never imagined yourself in the cafe, restaurant, hospitality well, industry, per se? Um, I,
1: you know, it, what what is funny is I didn't tell you where I lived before Detroit, okay. which was Seattle. That's where my oh, wow. husband grew up. Okay. Um, and, uh, so we lived there when we were first married and, um, we, as a newly married couple, all we wanted to do was be like every other person in Seattle and run a little <laughs> coffee, <laughs> like it's every dream, person, right? in the entire
0: city. So, um, maybe it's saturated there though. It,
1: it, no, it's, um, it's, I think you could still make yeah. a good little go of it, but cool. we, could, we saw that that was a really successful thing. Obviously the, the coffee culture is huge in Seattle. Yeah. Um, so that was actually our sort of like 10 year plan when we were first married was
0: um, we would start a little coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So when it you know, actually came yeah. to fruition one day, you probably didn't know where it would be no. or that it would be here in Prince Edward County, but no. that's really, really cool. Yeah. And did you guys have experience in the hospitality business? Um, did you ever work as a server, a barista? I just,
1: as a like a teenager, I've worked as a, as a, a server. Um, yeah. I would say that we don't have tons of experience and that's mm-hmm. been Self-taught, a challenge. right? Yeah. yeah. I like, well, I'm obviously I'm still learning. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think that's the evolution of being an entrepreneur is that you have to be willing to kind of get your hands dirty and learn every single day as you go yeah. through it and not until you encounter certain challenges of your particular business. Will you actually figure it out? So, yeah. and your customers are just along for that ride. Um, cool. Let's uh, transition before we chat about entrepreneurship and coffee. I do want to stay on this topic of the cafe. So um, can you tell us about kind of the mission of the cafe and the atmosphere that you're looking to provide?
1: Yeah. Well, we, um, our mission is a, I call it the, the three pillars of the Vic cafe. Cool. Um, The first pillar is excellence in coffee and that's, um, we do that, we're sort of purists uh, with coffee. We spend a lot of time training our staff um, and we spend, every day we make sure the coffee tastes good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Uh, the second one is excellence in service. And we, um, we, we kind of, we give our staff checklists for the customers as far as they get acknowledged the second they walk in the door. They get greeted when they get closer. Um, they, we actually, because it's such a small town, we want our staff to um, make conversation with mm-hmm. uh, the um, with the customers, and yeah. so we do a lot of chatting and catching up. And then the third pillar is excellence in food. And um we we approach our food with uh, just whole food, simple, healthy. We're definitely known for the place to go to get something that's that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that mission just comes from my sort of ethics where I can't feed
0: people things that are going to hurt them. I love that. Yeah, and we'll definitely chat more about the menu that you offer here. And I, I just think this concept is so important because, as business owners sometimes we can be so far-sighted that we forget to actually focus on what our pillars are and this is something that's so simple for any aspiring entrepreneur or current entrepreneur to ensure that they have but I think it's often overlooked but I love that your pillars are simple but yet they're likely the driving force behind everything that you do and I'm assuming all your staff know these pillars oh, yeah, right they do. <laughs> and they hear about them but that's mm-hmm. important for them to feel tied into what it is that the overall mission is. You're not just pouring a cup of coffee. You're serving excellence in this industry and making that person's experience wonderful. So on the topic of customer service, then it's kind of going a bit off tangent. um, But how do you ensure that every customer has a positive experience?
1: Well, one rule I tell my staff uh, is that every person... Walks out the door satisfied. So whether we can provide them with what they're looking for or not um, Mm. We so and I kind of give them free reign to figure out what that's going to be. I tell them they can discount They can give comp things Um, We are we always give directions to the burger joint if somebody (laughs) says Mm. I really just want a burger and
0: a beer We always tell them exactly how to get there Very cool. I love that. And it's so neat because I never thought of it this way, but yeah, I could walk into your cafe having a really bad day and just like, ah, I just need something to eat. But if your mission is to ensure that I walk out satisfied, like that is doing a 180 for me and I'm going to remember that experience forever. So it's your staff and yourself going the extra mile to ensure that my time within your cafe um, leaves me feeling better than I did before. So I love that pillar. Um do you ever ask customers for feedback and make changes based yeah, on they one
1: I do Well um we definitely try to get them to do reviews whether it's on TripAdvisor or, yeah. or Google Um but just actually really recently I sent my customers a like a five question survey Oh neat Um and it was I kind of wanted to get their how they see my cafe and their yeah. lives. Um, it was really valuable. I mean, oh my gosh! Um, I what I expected them to say was not what they hmm. said, um, yeah. and it, it actually just affirmed to me that we're doing good things because almost everybody who responded was like, yep. "Nothing, don't change anything," you yeah. know, uh, which was really great. I was hoping for more negative.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, tell us yeah. what do we need to do. <laughs> I'm like, just tell me what you want and we'll do yeah.
1: it. Uh, but they, um, anyway, it was, uh, that was really great. And I, I'll probably do that
0: again um, about every six months. I love that idea. I think that's very important for any business owner to seek out, you know, feedback and um, reviews. So did you need to incentivize them to do the survey? I, I thought about that. Um, the title of my
1: email was something like, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Because I think that's incentive enough for somebody oh, to know that Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And people yeah. love to express their opinion. Yeah. We know like if someone asks you for your favorite restaurant, you're like, Ooh, this is fun. I get to like tell them my opinion. Yeah. People love being involved in yeah. stuff like that. I was just curious. And yeah. you mentioned something about reviews. So I know we have a lot of business owners who listen to the podcast. And so how important are reviews and ratings on things like TripAdvisor, Yelp, how important are those to your business, would you say?
1: Well, I go back and forth, um, but if since you're asking me today, I'll tell you what I think today. Um, we're just about to go into our busy season with tourists, and um, I wholly agree that, or believe that my business will do better the better I am rated on, on the yeah. TripAdvisor or mm-hmm. Google, um, because I know what it's like to travel. Um I don't want to go to a place that only has three stars. I just want to go to the best places. Yeah.
0: You have limited time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and so as much as it's, it's a real challenge, a real struggle, especially when you get a negative review to, Mm -hmm. um, first of all, deal with that emotionally and then respond
0: to it, uh, professionally. Uh, I put a lot of time and effort into that. Yeah. I think that's really important. And as, someone myself who loves to travel and we love doing little weekend trips and bigger vacations I am always looking through reviews and like that is exciting for me to sift through if I only can go to two coffee shops so I you know maybe have two mornings I'm gonna read all the reviews and I love hearing other people's feedback I think that's the generation we're in it's the Airbnb the Yelp Um, and you know of course it's not gonna be perfect but generally I think it's really great to be able to see what other people's experiences were um, I think that's definitely the new method of advertising yeah. that we appreciate
1: yeah.
0: awesome so let's talk about the food and the menu obviously one of your pillars is excellence in food so I can't wait to hear a little bit more I'm gonna grab myself some breakfast after yeah. um, so how did you come up with the menu concept
1: yeah the menu concept sort of um, I did a lot of market research, um, went to a bunch of, I would say like vegetarian or fresh type, um, restaurants, uh, in my research. And then I kind of compiled what I thought would be the best. And I hired a a consultant also, um, because I didn't have the experience. And that's something I did all throughout the planning of the Mm -hmm. cafe as I hired people who were better than me. Um, anyway, and so it evolved into um, rice bowls. Basically, that's what we sell. We sell rice bowls. Um, we use short grain brown rice, and then we have uh, right now we have six rice bowls on our menu. Each of them have a different um, like dressing or sauce, mm-hmm. and then fresh ingredients, a lot of vegetables, seeds, nuts, superfoods, mm-hmm. um,
0: and oh, tons of flavor love it i can't wait to try them um yeah i feel like that type of grab and go or sit down item is really popular right now people and myself included like i love the plant-based movement i think it's so important for the sustainability of you know our agriculture and what we're harvesting and it's food that really nourishes you it makes you feel good and satiated without feeling you know bloated and gross afterwards so I think people probably appreciate that in the food that you serve is that they leave feeling more energetic than when they came in. Um, and it's really cool that you said you hire people that are better than you to help you out when it's not your specialty. Did you ever have a barrier paying people when you could probably have done it yourself on a mediocre level? Um, I think a lot of business owners have trouble outsourcing because they want to maintain that c- control.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a definite challenge. Um I think at the beginning we counted that as our startup cost, mm. and I, I'll tell anybody starting up that that's the best way to spend your money. I love um, that. And, but as we go on, as we sort of that startup cost has been sort of dwindling, um, the the challenge is definitely there, especially in in Prince Edward County, because we. Um, we're not, we don't, not going to make revenue like we make in cities. Mm -hmm. So if I have a a consultant come in and say, Oh, this is my rate. Well, they're giving me the city rate. I'm never going to make that money back. I'm never, no matter you know, even if their advice is so valuable, it's never going to be as valuable Mm as, um, so it's a huge challenge because I want professionals to help me, but I can't them. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: so yeah, I do a lot myself or i shoot, pick and choose, um, the ones I can or a really good tip that somebody told me about, which I love is we barter. Oh, I who, love that. Yeah. And that's been really great because we don't have to write a check per se, but mm-hmm. we'll give them like, um, the same amount of money that we wanted to charge us as a, a like an account at the cafe and mm-hmm. then they come and eat. Um, and usually bring friends and yeah <laughs> yeah usually. that's the thing right yeah. I mean
0: it's bringing more people into your business yeah. And, yeah. and usually
1: they I mean often they'll say yes or to at least some bartering mm-hmm. uh, and anyway that's been a really great solution for us because I can't Pay what I love, you know, love to pay them.
0: I think kind of the moral here again, because there's a lot of new business owners listening, and you know people who would like to start a business, is that you need to get creative in what you can do to rise your business up. Oh yeah, it's not always about going to the top marketing and branding firm. Like that's not our reality as business owners, especially in the first five years. You're gonna need to find the alternatives. Go ask a friend of a friend and. And, you know, adopt something like that bartering model if that's what you can do Mm -hmm. to get help and support. And I think that's a really great lesson is to get creative with how you can outsource some of the tasks that you're not able to do. Yeah. Did you have a strong vision for the look and feel of the cafe?
1: Um, that's That's a funny thing. Somebody said to me recently... Um, oh, you know, this is such a Sonia cafe or something. Uh, and I was like, what? Are you crazy? If I designed this cafe, it would have, like, uh, I don't know. I would have, like, tacked uh, fabric on the walls.
0: <laughs> you mean it wouldn't have been as polished. Yeah, Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly.
1: Um, I, I knew that my taste was not necessarily what was going to sell. Okay. And so... Um, I again hired a consultant
0: yeah. to
1: give me a vision of what would sell and what the trends are um, mm-hmm. and then we we, we we hired people to do it and we also did a lot of the look ourselves but um, yeah as far as the, the vision goes um, No, again, that's where an expert came in.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, think of the words I would describe the cafe. Like, it's bright, it's cheery, but it's, like, a timeless look. Yeah. Is that kind of what you were going for?
1: Yeah, we used the inspiration of, like, a Parisian uh, cafe. So there's a lot of brass uh, details. Um, And then um, we also just took that bright, fresh um, look as well. We, you know, pulled white up. On the ceilings and on the mm-hmm. walls, and and um, just try to keep the palette. We basically use three colors in, yeah. in
0: the space. Yeah. Awesome! And I'll definitely post photos of cool. the cafe in the show notes so that people can go check it out. Um, has anything surprised you about cafe life? Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> or everything? <laughs> well, that's a big question. It is a really big question.
1: Um cafe life. I would say there's about um, 2% glamour. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 98% hustle? Is that where we're going? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think people who don't know me on a day to day, just think I live some glamorous life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what people think of all business owners? It's like, oh, you must just like sit back and drink your coffee and relax. (laughs) Um, Surely that is not the case for most (laughs) (laughs) entrepreneurs. No, exactly. Um,
1: And I guess it was the, I, I think I had to get over the, the reality that, every day the doors open mm-hmm. every day you, the doors open and every day you, as soon
0: as the doors are open no matter where you are even in the world mm-hmm. you are thinking about it absolutely and are you open like 365 days a year yeah pretty much? Ish. although ish.
1: I do have a policy and I tell my staff when when they're hired to expect this that I think all of us just need to work to live not mm-hmm. live to work However, we you know we try to have a very missioned uh, business, but family mm-hmm. and community always mm-hmm. come first. So um, I usually put it out there for my staff as far as which holidays they want to be open work or which holidays mm-hmm. they want to be with their family, uh, and if none of them want to be um, to work on a holiday or or whatever, and mm-hmm. if I can't because of my family, we'll just shut down. I've probably done that twice, maybe in the last three years, but that's just my commitment to, uh, staying, uh, in touch with
0: reality and why we're all here. Mm -hmm. So true. And as you know, the name of this podcast is visionary life. And I think we need to keep that in mind. Like as much as we love our businesses and our entrepreneurial ventures, my own most visionary life is not actually to work, you know, a hundred percent of my days and time. And you know, I, I want more family time. I want more time to just sit with a book and so I, I consciously need to try and incorporate that and if that means shutting the door for a day I think that's so important because it ties into your bigger vision yeah. um, okay so let's talk a little bit about what does your typical work week look like is it 24 yeah. 7 for you or
1: um uh, well the nice thing is is that it's definitely not 24 hours a day um, I probably just it's about half a day uh, we always wake up early that's the coffee business Uh, and I don't have a coffee machine at home. I don't even have beans at home. We only drink coffee at the cafe. So no matter if we were going in or not, we are going in because we're having coffee here.
0: How close do you live to the cafe? Uh, It's a six minute walk. Okay. So you can get here. No problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's so always early mornings. And then, um, uh, I try to get work done in my office. I find if I'm at the cafe, um, there's, It's just too social. I won't Mm -hmm. get work done. Um, But I do try to stop in and then say hi to customers and friends. Um, And then for me, it's the 2.30 cutoff. My kids um, are done with school. And whether I'm hanging out with them or not, they have to know I'm available. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I do put a priority on making dinner for my family um, uh, for many reasons. But um, that's been something that I...
0: Don't want to compromise Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. Sounds like you found a little bit of balance then, and being able to shut off for a few key hours of the day. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's just at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. if you're just working all day, what have you really done? Yeah, Um, and then uh, sometimes. I'll work at night. It's getting harder and harder as I get older. Um, So I'd rather
0: work in the morning. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So you're most inspired and um, most energized in the morning, it sounds like. Um, And let's talk a little bit about this giving back initiative that you have. It's called Cookies for a Cause. So could you tell us a little bit about this? I think it's such a cool concept that other business owners could adopt?
1: Yeah, well, it kind of started when, um I guess I'm saying to people, I think every day I get two or three emails from community groups asking me to donate to their fundraiser or their event or whatever, um, which was really flattering. I was really yeah. glad I was being asked um, and didn't want to say no to any of them. Uh, however, it was, it was taking up a lot of my admin time uh, because often they would say, well, we want we want it in this form we are you know like or can you donate money or can you didn't donate cookies or can you donate and yeah. i just it was just inconsistent so mm-hmm. one one thing that i've learned is, um in life is to create rules and constraints to keep your life balanced yes and so i decided what if i only gave in one way so i kind of created this email template that is a friendly response to all of these organizations uh and it basically says, uh, yes, we'd love to help. Please submit a little, uh, or submit an application to be part of Cookies for a Cause. So what Cookies for a Cause is, is uh, every month we are picking a new organization, a small organization, that um, we wanna give back to. So we make up a bunch of cookies. We put them in a specially marked jar uh, by the cash register and they have no price. Mm -hmm. So when a customer wants a cookie, um, we say, yes, uh, please just name your price and 100% of what you pay will go to this month's organization. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's been really successful so far. Um, And it's actually really cool because we find that we're all saying thank you so much and then they're saying thank you for giving the opportunity and anyway it's been positive on both ends I love that that's so cool
0: so the amount of money is very different each month like the organization they don't know how much they're getting they don't know but
1: also they uh, like from a business standpoint if they promote it to their
0: yes contacts Mm -hmm. um, they could do really really well I love that it almost kind of puts a foot in the game with them like they have to put a foot in the game is kind of what I'm saying so it's a two-way street right Um, and I think another lesson I'm drawing a lot of lessons from you is that when you're getting the same type of request or email it like you said it's so important to put a system in place so that you're not spending minutes and hours each day doing the same thing over and over. Like they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and (laughs) over and not improving it. Um, I think it's so important to look for a tool or a system that you can implement that frees up your time and that scales up, right? So that you're not, um, bogged down in the day-to-day emails and things like that. So on that topic, is there any other tool or ritual that you could not live without in running your own business?
1: Um, let's go with.
0: Well, one tool is Wi-Fi.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I like. I mean, I th- I'm so thankful for it every day. Yeah, and one day it's, it's an amazing, yeah. amazing yeah. thing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but um, I would actually, I would say having a partner. Oh, okay. Um, the, I am not a, if, if you draw a pie chart of all of the things it takes to run a business, um, I'm like, I could probably color in 30 to 40% of those mm. like skills, but, um, I can't do, I can't do a hundred percent of yeah. what it takes. Um, so my husband, uh, he does, Probably the other 60% yeah
0: do you guys have complementary skills like yeah. what he's good at you're not and what you're good at
1: he's not absolutely so for example um, he basically writes every check and takes every mm-hmm. m- m- like the money side of it um, and I'm just so bad at that yeah like and w- if if he wasn't there I would hire somebody I would probably pay them more money than I ever should pay somebody yeah. but I it's just, I'm not going to be good at it. Yeah. So yeah, having a partner, um, I would say that's probably the most important tool. Mm,
0: That's really cool. It's, I'm definitely drawing a parallel. Um, as I interviewed Samantha from Parsons brewery, she said the exact same thing is that, you know, being in business as challenging as it can be with your significant other or your partner, whoever they are, Um, it's also such a blessing when you have complementary skills and can rely on one another and not have to be all things to all people and be all things to your business so I think that's an important growth um, lesson as well Um, so for people listening who are toying with the idea of starting a business what would be some of the first steps in bringing a business from the ideation phase where you kind of have this idea in your head to reality yeah i
1: think first thing i would do is a i guess i'd do a swot analysis yeah um and i would really focus on what i have or what what they have um so what skills they have what resources they have what experience they have uh and also what passions they have what do they really just like doing Mm -hmm. and you might even be surprised at what comes out of that, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's probably where the most creative businesses come from is like the most bizarre, unique um, passions become the most successful businesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think that would be the first thing, Um, and then use that to develop a business plan. um, And then analyze everything you don't have, all of those skills, all of the knowledge gaps, all of the experience that you don't have. and either, uh, go learn them or hire people who have them. Mm
0: -hmm. So good. I'm writing that down. So I'll include that in the show notes too. I think that's such a, it's a simple way to bring a vision to life and you know, whatever your idea is, it's important to go through these basic steps, right? That really help to um, bring the idea to the forefront and see if it can be your reality. So very cool. Um, what do you find is the best part about owning your own business? Well,
1: probably you might think it's like setting your own <laughs> schedule, but I think that there's a, a two sided coin to that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sometimes I almost wish I'm like, yeah, I wish I could just be in a nine to five and I then know. my brain would shut off at five. Like I know. my brain never shuts off. <laughs> this is a curse. It is. It's, yeah. I, I mean, that's,
1: I, I don't know how you avoid that. I, yeah. I mean, i work towards that yes um, the best thing about owning your own business are uh, it's addicting yeah yeah I saw a job posting a few months back and I thought oh I'm just you know maybe I'll just like let somebody else run the cafe I'm just gonna get a job and the more I dealt dove into that thought process the more I started to grieve the loss of entrepreneurship mm. um, I think it's the the, um, opportunities potential, I suppose. Um, I love having a team. I love the people that work with me. I love my customers. Um, I love, it's a, such a huge creative outlet. Like if I yeah. have this like random idea that, you know, I don't know, deep fried tempeh yep. wraps might be delicious. Uh, I can go do
0: that Yeah, today. And you don't have to ask anyone or nope. get meetings that take, nope. you know, months of everyone's yeah. time and yeah. all to hear that you can't do it. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. So um, there's so much freedom. It is my outlet for my passions and for my creativity. Uh, and it's the place where I can be social and the mm-hmm. place where I can grow as a leader. Um, I would not change that. I love
0: that. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you ever stop to celebrate the milestones as an entrepreneur? Probably not yeah. as much
1: as maybe other people do. Um, we just sort of roll along, even our anniversary of the business, um, you know, we sort of like gave each other a high five or something, yeah. but um, we're not very good about that.
0: Really. Yeah, because I find like I've worked for many companies before, um, bigger corporations, and mm-hmm. you know, as soon as a project launches, you like, go out and grab donuts or as soon as um you make like your hundredth sale like there's a big party and every staff member gathers and then shifting to entrepreneurship I just lost like all of those types of cultural norms that happen within a big company so I love asking this question to entrepreneurs almost as a way to like remind us to stop and yeah like make yourself a cupcake and be like Yay, we've been in business three years and we are going to celebrate it like it's our, you know, million dollar revenue day or whatever. It's like there's no milestone too small. And I think um, and also our customers want to celebrate with us. So letting them know it's our anniversary and and people love to like give you high fives for that kind of stuff. So. But yeah, I think it's something we could all work towards a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that reminder. I will yep. definitely try. So ask, ask me that again sometime. Yes, I absolutely yeah. will. I'll see where your progress is at because you deserve it. Like the space is incredible, right? And we've got to celebrate what we've done so far, even though there's always work to be done. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Before we talk a little bit more about coffee and uh, kind of wrap this up, what's your favorite way to spend 24 hours away from work? Or what would be your idea of that? I'm sure you ha- don't get it a ton, but I'd love to know. What What do you love to do in that 24 hours? Um, definitely spending time with my
1: family. I've, I find that we probably only are able to be away from work when we're physically away, yeah. so travel. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was alone by myself for 24 hours and, and, and away, um, I would really just be happy to... Um, to explore, to uh, socialize. And mm-hmm. I maybe that's maybe it's
0: cheating, but I'll go to other cafes and restaurants. <laughs> I love this so much. It's totally not cheating. It's market research yeah. and it's also supporting the industry that you're so very yeah. proud to be in.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's funny to think yeah. of it that
0: way. It's like, Oh my god, am I allowed to like right. buy another brand of coffee? And then like or... snap pictures and be like we should do this at home. Yeah. <laughs> <have to> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, do you have kind of like a favorite place to go in the county, whether that's for shopping or a restaurant um, or, um, we, you know, I try to go to different wineries if I can, oh, cool. um,
1: like if we have a, a, a spare couple hours, um, we will hit, hit a winery, yeah. uh, talk to the winemakers and, um, just usually they're in the most beautiful settings that you feel mm. like you're somewhere
0: far, far away. Very cool. Yeah, so I have not seen any of the wineries Uh, here, so I think that I definitely need to come back. And as a a wine lover myself, I am so excited to explore something that's obviously such a huge part of the culture um, up here in Prince Edward County. So we'll definitely link up some wineries in the show notes. Um, let's talk a little bit about coffee because I feel like as entrepreneurs, we all love our coffee. And I know a lot of my listeners have been asking for me to, because I talk about coffee a lot in my business, how it feels me, how it gets me creative and how I get excited to go to bed so I can drink it in the morning. Um, I just think it's such a vital part of my day. Were you, you're in the coffee business basically now, I mean, obviously hospitality and customer service, were you always a coffee drinker? For the most part, there's
1: was definitely a point in my early adulthood that I I wasn't, uh, but as soon as I started drinking it, obviously my husband probably drank coffee from the time he was 13 or something. Um, Yeah, I did not look back. Cool.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So I just had a cup of your brewed coffee, and it was amazing. I'm quite picky when it comes to brewed coffee, and that had the perfect like fullness to it. Mm. How did you learn about brewing the perfect cup of coffee for your guests? Yeah.
1: So this goes back to hiring the experts. Um, we didn't have all the skills of what it t- took. So as soon as we knew that we were opening the cafe, um, we went to the barista school. For Ontario, I believe it's called. Cool. Um, signed up for like a week, weekend long course. It was I think three days intensive. You go from zero to. I think I've got a certificate that I'm a. Professional barista now. Wow, bragging something. rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should put it on the wall.
0: You should. <laughs> um, Milestones, right? Be however, <laughs> like you know,
1: it, practice makes perfect. Uh, yeah. It took me a long time to really develop, but we totally got into the, the nitty gritty of how to brew a perfect cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was it basically.
0: Very cool. Where is this school? Uh,
1: actually, so if it's on, I mean, online, you can find it, and they they host it at different places in Toronto. Oh, awesome. Um,
0: Yeah. So uh, Mississauga is where we went. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I would love to do that as like a passion project sometime because I feel like if we're going to continue to drink coffee every day, I want to know more about it. I'm like, what is this substance and why do I love it so much? Yeah. Um, I also saw through looking through your social media that you and Rick attended a conference in Oregon. Is that right? Yep. We sort of, we were there for whatever reason
1: visiting have family still on the West coast and, um, saw that opportunity. We went to the, uh, coffee expo, mm-hmm. uh, in Portland and that was pretty much a few
0: months after we'd opened. Okay. Yeah. And was, did you learn a lot from attending an expo um, like that or did you gain inspiration? I
1: think, uh, we definitely broadened our horizon of the industry. We saw what kinds of businesses were out there doing really neat things. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to, it was a there were so many doodads and gimmicks and solutions that you sort of you weren't sure if it, if you know you should buy buy them all yeah or uh, or ignore them. So it was a lot of kind of decision making as you walk w- around. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And being rational, like, is this yeah. really going to drive my business forward or is this yeah. just another tool? Yeah. Um, Do you feel like in your business you need to continually evolve and stay on top of trends? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, I definitely stay on top of trends. I'm always tweaking our brand. Awesome. Um, Always trying to see what's popular in the cities and then bringing a little bit of it to my business. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: You will not survive if you do not stay current. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm really feeling that too. And I know with an online business, it's sometimes a little easier to evolve because you can quickly change your Mm. website and that. But I always wonder kind of like with a brick and mortar business, like it is maybe a little more difficult, but it doesn't have to be. It could be the smallest change that you do just to kind of freshen up the look or the food or, you know, introduce a new latte or whatever it is like that. So that's really great. Um, Cool. So we'll kind of wrap this up. Where can people find out more about the Vic Cafe and whether that's online or coming to find you, where are you located in person? Well, uh, go to our Instagram
1: page. It's cute. Uh, What's the handle for that? So the underscore Vic underscore cafe. And um, then come to Prince Edward County because you will not be disappointed. Uh, we are on main street in Picton. Uh, we have, we're the little cafe that's right, uh, in the Regent Theater, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a really amazing historic theater.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah, It's not hard to find. As soon as I saw the theater, (laughs) my eye was drawn to the cafe and it's stunning. So, well, congratulations on all your business success and Mm -hmm. um, entrepreneurial adventures so far. I can't wait to see how it evolves and I'm really grateful First of all, that I could do the spotlight on the Vit Cafe and that you've kind of um, allowed us to learn a little bit more about Prince Edward County and, and your business, and I think we can all draw a lot of inspiration from what you've created. So thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Visionary Life Podcast. I wanted to record a new outro, and if you're still listening, then if you have a minute, just hang on here. I love doing these shows and as you know, we have no sponsors currently on the show and that's because you have to have about 10,000 downloads per episode to bring on paid sponsors. So I just want to give you an inside look at the fact that I make no money off of this podcast and I simply release an episode each and every week so that I can inspire and share the journeys of incredibly wonderful people who I selfishly would love to chat with, but I also just love sharing the content. In case you don't feel inspired uh, in the city you live in or by the people you hang around or at the job you're currently living, then at least you can tune into an episode of Visionary Life and just soak up some of the magic that is happening in our world right now. So please let me know if you learned anything new or if you have any feedback on the show. Again, my intention is to build community and conversations around the topic of peak health, inspired living, entrepreneurship, and in living in an inspired state as a visionary. I'd love for you to join my insiders community. It's the Visionary Life Facebook group. So you can just search Visionary Life on Facebook or head to facebook.com slash groups slash The Visionary Life. You can also find me on Instagram at Kelsey Riedel. And lastly, I would adore, if you guys could please open your podcast app of choice, if it's iTunes, um, then just flip it open, open the podcast app, leave me a rating and review because that just kind of bumps us up in the rankings and lets me know that you're listening and that you're enjoying this content that I put out for you on a weekly basis. So until next time, I hope you have a visionary week.